Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to kick things off with one of our favorite guests on the planet here in about 15 minutes. We're talking about Dr. James Simmons. Not only is he my favorite favorite tennis partner he's really he's your only tennis partner he really okay he really is (laughs) i used to play with this other guy i'm gonna be honest i used to play with this other guy and he is now currently showing his latest line at new york fashion week oh was that last week i can't remember i'm not into that stuff i'm wearing athleisure wear right now um (laughs) but but we used to play all the time and then dr james became my go-to guy yes also sometimes sometimes I can keep up with Dr. James. I think I even beat him once. Oh, whoa. He he pushes me. Don't want to brag, but you beat him once. Yeah, although uh, I have a lot of fun with him in the outside world. He's here to talk about a new Delta variant in 15 minutes. So that's really exhilarating stuff. A new Delta variant? No, not a new Delta variant. A new COVID variant, Justin. Gosh, you can't. Listen, it's 607.13. Clock it, Michaela. His first correction. He corrected you already moments ago. Oh, yeah. I literally came in and I was like, look at me doing the splits. I was so proud. And then Justin was like, are those the splits? And I was like, Justin. Well, to be fair, you weren't like at 180 degrees. It was like 165. Justin, you weren't even looking over the table. I was. It was for AJ. Justin, let's see you do a split. Oh, you don't want to see me do a split. I know we don't. I won't get back up. Speaking of splits, though. Well, I don't know but if it I'm... it was impressive doing I don't, Listen, I don't know if I can walk, to be honest. She I... has tears in her eyes as she was yeah. doing it. Uh-huh, I did. Well I was enough. crying, but I was like, am I enough? Can I just say really quickly, <laughs> speaking of icons, James isn't the only one. You're not the only one. Speaking of splits, remember Splits on Trees? Remember yeah. Oh, my God, yes. He did his Splits on Trees videos. I mean, I can't even... When I saw that for the first time, I was gagging, honey. Gagging, honey. I was there when they were making that video. And I will say, everybody, like, you didn't realize how many people could do splits. And you didn't realize how hard it was. And you didn't realize how insane he was. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he just was out there. Well, my partner tried to learn to do the splits once. He started doing this. He's like, I got this system. I'm going to follow it on my... System. Yeah, I'm going to put it on the TV, on the on the airplay, and I'm going to do this every single day after my workout so I can do the splits. And he puts it up on the TV, and I'm thinking it's going to be some hot Instagrammer or something, like usually <laughs> like everything else he does he gets from Instagram. And it's like this random, random, like middle-aged Russian dude in a, <laughs> in a parking lot in like... I don't know. What's what's this? Moscow. Okay. Like, what's the city in Russia? St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anastasia. Yeah. And she lived there. Have you heard the rumors in St. Petersburg? 
a song from that movie. Okay, we're falling off the rails already. Okay, so he did the splits with a Russian guy? Never learned him. Great. But the guy was wild. Yeah. Wild. He was sure very, was. very, very crass and aggressive and uh, wore a lot of gray. That's all I remember. All right. Never learned him. But he never so learned him. I say this to remind you of the accomplishment of something like that. You okay. did it You did it in three and a half hours. Of Thank dance you. Class. So good job. Thank you, everyone in the room except for Justin. How, so how just, dare you? So just me. Just you, baby. Why can he turn his mic on? Why is he? Why does he still have that option? <laughs> you know, I can still turn yours off. <laughs> All right, well, keep mine on because I got to do news. Take it away. There's a lot going on today. There's serious news going on. President Biden is set to deliver a major address tomorrow on the next phase of his pandemic response. Sources familiar with the speech tell CNN, while officials are still finalizing specifics. The speech is expected to touch on schools, private companies, and requirements for federal employees. Climbing COVID-19 case numbers, and particularly the increasing portion of cases reported in children, are causing many health experts to worry about the outlook as the school year gets underway across the entire country. But Dr. Anthony Fauci said there should not be a big uptick if we do it right. Meantime, 13 In the meantime, 13 school employees in Miami have died from COVID-19 since August 16th, the Florida School District and local teachers union said. Among the 13 were four teachers, one security monitor, one cafeteria worker, and seven school bus drivers. All were unvaccinated. It's not shocking. All right, another news. Out transgender celebrity and first-time political candidate Caitlyn Jenner has found herself in hot water after a catastrophic CNN interview exposed just how unprepared she is to become the governor of California. Um, I am for women's right to choose. I am also for a state uh, having the ability to make their own laws. Um, And so I support Texas in that decision. That's their decision. Um, I'm okay with that. But as far as being a woman's right to choose, uh, I don't see any changes in our laws in California in the future. What? Go on, turn my mic on, you weirdo. Oh, you Caitlin, Caitlin, stop talking. Well, she went on to, to call, uh, she was talking about immigrants, and she said, oh, yeah, I saw four illegals from Brazil walking up to the border. And they were like, is that how you wanted to say it? Wait, Caitlin said that? Yeah, Caitlin said that. She was telling, she was talking to the host and said that she saw four illegals from Brazil walk up to the border and turn themselves into authorities as refugees. And this is how the system is supposed to work. And it is not illegal for refugees to present themselves at the border. But they were like, that's how you're going to talk. She just continued having like a mouthy meltdown. It was a mess. And she's a mess. I literally can't stand her. I can't stand her either. Did you just collapse into your mic? That's yeah, how, I did. That's how upset you are. I know. Because I don't like when people talk about <clears throat> women's bodies, especially. And you know, that's a very privileged standpoint coming from Caitlyn Jenner, by the way. Like. Yeah, you fathered multiple children, lived your life as an Olympian. And yeah, now, and now you want to regulate women's bodies. And we're all for that, but also be for women. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the problem with Caitlyn is that Caitlyn identifies as a woman, but still has a lot of misogynistic sort of viewpoints. That's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. And it's so problematic. Like having your cake and eating it too. It's just not, it's yeah. not how it's done. Absolutely. All right, let's do some weather. It's a high of 88 in Miami, 72 in San Francisco, 108 in Phoenix, 82 in Atlanta, 75 in Buffalo, a high of 109 in Indio. Now give us a vibe of the day. No one has ever become poor by giving. You know who said that? Who? Anne Frank. Rosh Hashanah was this week. Happy New Year to Shana our Tova, Jewish honey. brothers and sisters. Yes, I oh, love God. that. And in the splits, this is so good. I know, it was so good. Iconic. I know, we love Tadric. 
All right, well, coming up, uh, there's a new variant in town, and we're going to talk to Dr. James Simmons on how to keep safe. Coming up next. I want love, too, Michaela. Do you know that I blast this song every morning before I get to work? Really? I love this song so much. I love it. Then turned me back on to Jessie J, and then I listened to her entire album. I'm obsessed with her. You, She has a vibe, for sure. She's such a vibe. I love her. <sighs> I love you. I love you, too. I want to tell our listeners that while we were waiting to go back on air, uh, I did do the splits yesterday. I did them well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am paying for them. So AJ went to get a coffee, so he grabbed my chair and he wheeled me out. <laughs> wheeled me all the way to the coffee machine. And the, the coffee machine and it was broke. It was broken. This is the kind of life we live. This is what we're doing over here. How do you go to work at 5 a.m. and don't have a working coffee machine? I don't know, but I would like answers. I don't know, because I usually don't show up by 5 a.m. either, so I wouldn't know either. That's okay. Just <laughs> make it up. It is time for What's Poppin'. What do you have for us, Michaela? Okay, well, there's a lot going on. Were you ever into The Matrix? Did you watch all of those movies? Red pill, blue pill. Amen. Okay, I tried to do that backbend. It's probably why I tried to do the splits yesterday. I'm still trying to live, <laughs> well, that live was in the, the Matrix. That was the first movie where we really saw that sort of like technology where all of a sudden people are like bending backwards and there's bullets flying through the air and you're seeing it in slow motion. Yeah. That sort of changed the game for blockbusters from that point forward. It did, right? Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, the uh, Matrix 4 has released the first teaser footage on a new interactive website, and it's wild. Let's take a listen. We've got the audio. Do you remember how you got here? You've lost your capacity to discern reality from fiction. What's real is here and now. 6.50 a.m. Anything else is just your mind playing tricks on you. It becomes a problem when fantasies endanger us. We don't want anyone to get hurt. Do we? Okay, so that's Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, But it's crazy because when I came in this morning, Justin was playing the audio and it said, um, it's 5.37. And I was like, that's creepy that it knew what time. And he goes, no, that it always knows the time. So if you go on it, then it'll say the exact time that it is, (gasps) which makes it kind of creepy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's wild. These like movies are so intense. They get you so into your head. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it, but it freaks me out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm looking at the, the, the poster, the movie poster, and it's literally just a red pill and a blue pill. Oh, I didn't even know that. It's really intense. Oh, <laughs> well, good. Keanu Reeves will be coming back. Um, and also, I believe this is where he's joined by Rina Sawayama, um, who is one of my best friends, closest friends. Uh, and she just came out with a new song with Elton John. Um, and this will be her acting debut. It'll also have Priyanka Chopra, uh, Christina Ricci. Where's she been? I love, I love Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. She will always be Casper, either Wednesday or Casper. Uh-huh. Which is crazy because those are kind of similar-ish characters. They're yeah. kind of similar vibes, those movies, in some way. Yeah, she was so great. She was so great. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes. Isn't that cool? She's on the, she's on the cast list. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. 
on, Justin. You need to know these things. Yeah, Justin. You're, you're like the nerdiest person in the room. Why do you not know this? Because I'm saving all my energy for the trailer that's going to drop tomorrow, I believe. Uh, that's what you're doing. You're saving all your energy, you're, Justin. You're going to rest up? I love you're the You're going to take a nap. You don't even know who's in it. Well, I, I, know, <laughs> I know who was in the first two and a half. Turn your own mic off. Turn your mic down. How dare you? All right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, we're talking with Ryan Basham on whether marriage equality could be endangered due to the Texas abortion law and more coming up. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. We've got Ryan Basham joining us, our political expert for Red, White, and Q, uh, talking about marriage equality. Why? Well, because what's going on in Texas right now is threatening Roe v. Wade on a national level. And with a 6-3 split on the Supreme Court, could marriage equality be next on the chopping block? Could states like Texas or others, because we've already seen a dozen states trying to try, trying to replicate what was done in Texas in their own states, could that start happening on a state-by-state level uh, for marriage equality? Is that even a possibility? Could the Supreme Court eventually overturn our right to marry? Um, it's frustrating that we're even having this conversation, but we are, yeah. and uh, we're having it in about 15 minutes. So make sure you stick around for that. Uh, currently, though, it is time for News on the Beat. Michaela Gordon, what do you have? All right, well, there's a lot going on, but most uh, importantly... Our transgender celebrity, I'm sorry, out transgender celebrity and first-time political candidate Caitlyn Jenner has found herself in hot water after a catastrophic CNN interview exposed just how unprepared she is to become the governor. Jenner, who is running in the recall election against California Governor Gavin Newsom, expressed support for Texas's atrocious new law that bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected before most women even know they're pregnant. Um, I am for a woman's right to choose. I am also for a state uh, having the ability to make their own laws. Um, and so I support Texas in that decision. That's their decision. Um, I'm okay with that. But as far as being a woman's right to choose, I don't see any changes in our laws in California in the future. Uh, Jenner also tried to defend her previous support for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' handling of the coronavirus pandemic while offering up a lackluster defense of his disastrous performance. After bumbling through her answer, she concluded with the deep insight. To be honest with you, I've been so into California politics that I really haven't followed it that closely. There you go. That's how she ended it. Uh-huh. A mess. A mess. <laughs> a mess. All right. In other news, uh... Biden uh, is pledging his administration's full support for Hurricane Ida relief efforts and made his case for using his infrastructure plan to take immediate action to address the effects of the climate crisis. We've got to listen to the scientists and the national security experts. They all tell us this is code red. The nation and the world are in peril, Biden said. The Northeast is still reeling from Ida's remnants and California could be dealing with massive wildfires until the end of the year. The Dixie Fire in Northern California is on its way to becoming the largest wildfire in the state's history. Meanwhile, outside the U.S., a dangerous weather system is heading toward Taiwan and China. Uh, it's rapidly intensified in the past 36 hours and is expected to make landfall this week. Additionally, Europe experienced its hottest summer on record this year and temperatures in the Mediterranean smashed records by large margins. Okay, honey. It's the world, honey. It's the world we live. I just can't. It's just like, what are you? I, I, it just feels unbelievable. The more that we do these news, uh, it's just really intense, and it's kind of like I don't want to do them, but it's also what's happening, and it's important to stay. Like educated. the world kind of sucks. 
Yeah. It just kind of does. Yeah. Kind of? It's just so frustrating. Yeah, it's and it's scary. And, and is there an wild. end in sight? I hope so. I don't know. All right, well, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 82, I'm sorry, 109 in Palm Springs today, 93 in Houston, 82 in Kansas City, 79 in Seattle, 75 in Buffalo, 81 in St. Louis, 109 in La Quinta, and 109 in Cat City, baby. Our producer, Justin, told us that... Cathedral Cat, City is Cat, Cat City. City. And the way that he said it was like, Cat City. So now that's how I'm going to say it when I do the weather. Cat City. I'm going to start calling him Mac Daddy. Oh. Mac Daddy from Cat City. Amen. Okay. How about we uh, get a little vibe? No one has ever become poor by giving. You're absolutely right. <laughs> sure am. God, I hate the news. <laughs> Cat City, Anybody baby. else relate? God, it's oh, awful. Well, if you hate it, we're going to go in depth even more with Can't it for wait. Red, White, and okay, now this is kind of This is interesting to me, this though, is because, important stuff. because, listen, marriage equality could be on the line, and we're going to talk to Ryan Basham, our political expert, Red, White, and Q, coming up. He's going to tell us why and what we can do about it. That sounded like an outro to me. Bye. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I am American, American, American. It's time for another round of Red, White, and Q with our political expert, Ryan Basham. Welcome to the show, Ryan. How are you? Welcome to the show, Ryan Basham. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. <laughs> good, good. I've been better. I'm not going to be, not going to lie. Um, I'm stressed about what's going on in Texas with this abortion ban. stressed, honey. And also have myself asking this question that I didn't think I'd ask this quickly uh, into the 6-3 conservative Supreme Court. You know, if they're willing to turn their head the other way and let this ban go into effect in abortion, this near total ban after six weeks, um, what could that mean for marriage equality down the road? Could that have the same sort of an outcome? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, look, uh, even Chief Justice Roberts um, (laughs) had issues with what just happened in Texas. Um, the reality is that the Republican Party has been working a long game for like 30 or 40 years now, a project to stack the Supreme Court and the rest of the judici- judiciary, but especially the Supreme Court. So remember this, every time you vote for a Republican, 
you are helping their cause of stacking the Supreme Court against women and their reproductive rights, against LGBTQ folks and our right to marriage and all the other things we fought, have fought for and continue to fight for. And on and on. I mean, even when it comes down to um, older things like this sounds crazy to say, but Brown versus Board of Education and the reintegration of schools, um, conservatives could go so far as to make it more OK to be explicitly racially uh, choosy when you figure out which school students are going to be in your school. Oh, I mean, honey, listen, listen, there is no limit. There's we no remember limit. Betsy DeVos. It wasn't that long ago that she was in charge of our entire education department. Mm. Like We know how bad things can get. And if Donald Trump gets reelected in 2024 with a 6-3 conservative you know, Supreme Court, and God forbid, you know, something happens to another one of our three justices on the court, and that could happen. Um, here he is sitting, sitting pretty with all his agenda just right there. For, well, uh, it, I, you know, as a woman, I think it's very problematic, and I've actually always said this, but here's where it bothers me. They want to talk so much about uh, gay marriage and gay rights. They want to talk about women aborting children at six weeks. But it also goes to the question that, so what do you want these women to do? You want them to have the children they're not able to take care of. They take them to the adoption agency. A gay couple who's functioning, who's got the financial, emotional, mental uh, abilities to provide. And you're going to say, mm, sorry, no, that's illegal for, for gays to be able to adopt. So let's just keep them in foster care. I mean, that's literally how this vicious cycle works. And I don't know how they can't make that make sense to themselves. Well, it's it, it, exactly you. right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and think about it like this. With a super conservative Supreme Court, it doesn't matter what laws Congress passes. It doesn't matter what laws the president signs into law. Because uh, the Supreme Court has basically unilateral power to rule any law that the Congress passes and the president signs into law unconstitutional. So if we even if the Equality Act gets passed um, and and all these other bills that we want to enshrine these uh, rights into law with, even if they pass, a super, super super conservative Supreme Court could just call them unconstitutional. And based on the way they did this with the abortion law in Texas, do it without any real reasoning or argument uh, or argument or even following normal procedure. Okay, so here, that's here, how scary this is. Here's how frustrated as an American that I am. Low key, like I can't stand our country right now. Like we need to get our acts together. And it feels like we're learning, and we've learned this through the Trump era as well, that. All of these checks and balances and systems that we had in place are really just crap. They actually don't mean anything if you don't respect them. And when we have an entire political party willing to not respect them, who've been playing this long game for 30, 40 years, you know, it feels like Democrats, we're so, and listen, I love fighting for the rights of the small people. I love that we're all for queer rights, trans rights, women's rights, you know, minor, Black Lives Matter, all these things. I love it. I, I love it all. But... It feels like, as a party, we we lose so many by focusing on so many issues. They focus on abortion, or they focus on scaring people about gay marriage, and that's it, and that's enough. And so I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm tired of having like the 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 more kind, compassionate ideas, and just getting raked over the coals as a party. Like, I'm just tired of it. I voted for Al Gore. He won but lost. I voted for Hillary Clinton. She won but lost. And now, even though there are more Democrats in many, many places due to gerrymandering and other things, Republicans keep winning. So, like, where's the leadership in the Democratic Party who's going to get smart and, like, outthink the Republicans? Because I'm tired of our party, to be honest. 
You know, it's everybody's fault um, because do we want to, what I like to agree, do I agree with you? Would I like to see the leaders of our party be um, more, perhaps even ruthless? Yes. But also we, the base of the, of the Democratic Party are also to blame because we reward our party for eating our own. We reward our party for having such, um, uh, such high moral standards that we're willing to have our cause lose if we can say, well, internally, we're doing it the right way. A thousand percent. That, and that, and so, which means while we got Al Franken out of the Senate for something he did in the 90s that was legitimately a different era, right or wrong, that's a different conversation. It was there was a there was more than a case to be made that Republicans would have made to defend their own. But we didn't. And Al Franken was a powerful senator. And that's just an example of the kinds of things we do to hold ourselves back. Was it the right thing for him to go? Probably. Also, though, would the Republicans have done that? No, they would have no kept the powerhouse senator. Yeah. And that's how they get stuff done. That's the thing we need to think about is, do we want to win battles or do we want to win wars? Yeah, we might not get both. Ugh, so we want, I know you get so heated up about this, but we want to continue this conversation for Red, White, and Q. As police are bracing for the Capitol rally defending the January 6th mob, we want your opinions and what we need to know coming up next. I am American. American, American. Tell you, Michaela. So, when my partner and I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race a couple of years ago, this is what played at the end of every episode. They did like the the whole like uh, red, white, and blue sort of American voting themed thing, right? And then when they started playing the regular outro, we were devastated, and we still sing this at the end of every single episode, and it doesn't line up because the new the regular outro is a little bit longer. And I, I tell you every single time, my partner. Furious. Yeah. Furious. Yeah. I have to tell you, this is such an interesting dynamic to me because literally I know what we're about to get into, but every time I'm like, I am American, I'm, uh-huh. I like sing us in. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, so tell us about the Texas abortion laws. Yeah. What's going on now? Ryan Basham, our political expert. Uh, we are American. Red, white, and blue. Blah, blah, blah. Right now we're bracing for another January 6th type insurrection. What do we know? What's going on? Are they taking this thing seriously? Uh, it seems like they're taking it more seriously. The challenge with these kinds of things is we won't really know how it's going to be until it happens. Mm. So, you know, uh, part of the problem in January 6th was we were underprepared. Part of it was I think we were also um, not anticipating it being as serious as it was. So mm-hmm. conversely, I think they're taking it very seriously now, paying a lot more attention. They're reporting plans in advance for how to deal with it. Um, I suspect that it won't be that big of a deal. I think um, the one of the things that that the right does decently well is optics. And so, you know, they even the three percenters and the Oath Keepers are saying in their private channels, oh, we're not going to go to this. It's obviously going to be a disaster. And what that means is we know that we really are as bad as everybody says we are. But we want to make sure that we give people who are pretending we're not enough cover um, by not showing up at every single thing. So that's probably what's going to happen here. But this isn't the only instance where this is an issue. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and her ilk uh, had, had their own little press conference outside the Justice Department recently. And that's a little thing. I wouldn't be surprised if more things like this pop up. This is not a one and done. We just have to be vigilant. So we're paying attention for this specific event, and if I were in D.C., I would avoid the area on that on that day. But there's going to be more stuff like this. This is not the last. One. I feel like the scary thing, though, is is as we prepare for these rallies. I mean, we we do as best as we can, knowing when they're planned. But I feel like how I don't really know how you do prepare for these because it seems that like. 
two parties. I mean, we're thankful that like the Black Lives Matter marches turned out in at least West Hollywood where they stayed pretty peaceful. You know, mm-hmm. the gays, they would never hurt their faces. Yeah, things can escalate very quickly. But it can escalate. And what do you do? Yeah. Well, one thing the police do well is plan for major events if they're on top of the ball. Now, we may not like what they plan to do. That's a whole different conversation. But at least the police have over the years gotten better and better at when they're on top of their game, planning for big protests, planning for big events. And I think the good thing about D.C. is when it comes to protests, the the law enforcement there is probably pro- behaves a little bit more sometimes like we would expect them to maybe in Alabama. So obviously they screwed up during the Black Lives Matter protests. Of course, they could do that again. But in Washington, D.C., they try in general to let protests happen, which is good. But in this case, they have also a history of letting violence happen that shouldn't, which is bad. So we have to hold their feet to the fire and we have to be on top of this. We as ordinary citizens can do more than just be frustrated when things go wrong and when scary things are about to happen like this. We can be more participatory. So we need to communicate with our members of Congress about what we like, and what we don't like about what's happening in D.C. because they have direct influence over this. They oversee a lot of this stuff and directly influence the rest of it. So, okay, so if we speak up about what we're worried about, we can do something. Well, I understand uh, many Americans are just frustrated both both parties, every parties, no no parties, with the way things are done in Washington, D.C. And I never thought I would say this, but in recent years, I'm very much of the mindset of let's just secede as a state. Let's let California become our own nation, do our own thing, and just break away from everybody else, right? Because I'm just frustrated with uh, these sort of low-income, low – not even income, but it's tied to education, right? These – like – States like Mississippi and Alabama uh, who are having as much power in the Senate and other areas as we do as Californians. And we're facing our own recall election right now. I could I could be eating my words if we end up with some crazy like Larry Elder as our as our governor in six or seven days. Um, but we're seeing Kamala Harris out here campaigning for governor, governor, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> we call him the Gavinator, the governor, uh, Gavin Newsom today. Is Joe Biden going to get out here and campaign as well? We're hearing that he might. Yes, it looks like he, he the plan is back on for him to come and campaign for uh, for Governor Newsom. I would not be surprised if that changes again. Similarly, you know, Kamala Harris was supposed to be out here already once before, and that changed. Um, you know, anything could happen at any point uh, when the leader of the free world and his VP are supposed to be doing something that changes all the time. So we'll see. But I would I think they'll, they'll end up showing up and I think it'll end up being a net positive. Um, you know, they're still more popular here than they are across the country right now. And the reality is that we have not done as good of a job as we can in getting other Democratic voters in California to turn in their ballots for this race. So do like Kamala, do like Joe, show up, get your friends and family and neighbors and even people you don't like, but you know are reliable Democrats to turn in their ballot before the 14th so that we don't get crazy pants Larry Elder in the governor's uh, mansion. That would be Awful. Ooh, it would be crazy. All right, well, we always appreciate talking with you, Ryan Basham. Take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one. All right, well, coming up, trans activists march on Broadway for better representation after a producer made a problematic comment, and we'll discuss next. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for another round of What's Poppin', but before I let Michaela Gordon take it away, I do want to tell you about something really cool that we're doing here uh, in our Odyssey cluster. Uh, Now, talk has the power to save lives. That's why we do what we do. Not that we're saving lives on a daily basis, Michaela, but we do try to bring some joy to our listeners. Uh, So you can join in uh, with Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening, a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from some of the most recent Respected mental health professionals as we strive to uh, destigmatize talking about mental health is super, super important. Uh, we hear personal stories from Lil Nas X, Billy Eilish, Lizzo, Doja Cat, Normani, and so many others. Um, this year, listen, this year has been tough. It's brought a lot of challenges and uncertainty uh, to so many lives, but you're not alone. It's okay to not be okay. Let's say that again. It's okay to Amen. not be okay. So say join it. us. Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here and on the Odyssey app. Uh, for more information, visit imlistening.org. Uh, now, I'm listening to you, Michaela Gordon. It's time for What's Pop and What Do You Have For Us? Yeah, this is interesting. So, a, pro- a protest has happened on Broadway following uh, producer Cameron McIntosh's comments calling trans casting in classic musicals a gimmick. The trans community is not happy. Uh, Transgender advocates and actors took to the streets gathering in Manhattan's theater district to call for greater access and casting on Broadway. Among those who spoke at the protest was Peppermint, star of RuPaul's Drag Race, who is also the first black trans woman to originate a principal role in a Broadway production in Head Over Heels. Um, It's so interesting because uh, we also have Kinky Boots, which has always had great queer representation. But if you think about it, there's not a lot of trans representation. And in the fight of wanting to have full equality, why would you call that a gimmick? Well, uh, first of all, I love love Peppermint. I used to go see her perform uh, way before she transitioned 15 years ago. She was Peppermint Gummy Bear. I think she would used to go by the full name. And she was my favorite queen in all of New York City. I used to go see her at Barracuda on like Monday or Tuesday nights. Incredible performer. So I love that she's using her voice in this way. Yeah. Well, he apologized. Here's where it gets tricky. I think the word gimmick, I understand what he's trying to say. I don't don't think anybody wants to get opportunities uh, because of like stunt casting or whatever. Right. That doesn't mean there aren't a gajillion talented trans actors and actresses who are very, very like well-equipped to handle these jobs. There are, so they should be getting them. That's the point. The word gimmick, though, is tricky. Well, he said, <clears throat> he apologized. He said, uh, I was recently asked by a journalist if I would consider making the character of Mary Poppins a transgender woman. Unfortunately, my answer was misinterpreted to suggest that I'm opposed to casting a transgender performer to play the role. That's not true at all. I meant only that I would not, as a producer, disregard the author P.L. Travers' original intention for the character. To be clear, whether a person is trans has no bearing on their suitability for any role in any of my shows, including Mary Poppins, as long as they can perform the role as written. I'm very sorry for any distress. 
caused by my remarks being misrepresented. I think that's a good apology. Also, I get think it. about that. How interesting would it be to have a trans female playing Mary Poppins? Like you, because you, you you can sort of tweak those shows a little bit. There's a little bit of room for dialogue adjustment, and there there are moments, teachable moments, with Mary Poppins and those two the Banks children. That you could teach something a little bit different as a trans you character. You could. Which you is could cool. also just recreate these musicals and these stories. You just rewrite them. Just come up with whole brand new stories. Mary Poppins has been told if you want to keep it a classic, keep it a classic. Let's have room for more writers and uh, more new stories to be told. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, coming up, has anyone tried to out you? A major celebrity is recalling the time that someone tried to out him, and we'll discuss why it's so problematic coming up next. Wednesday, we're halfway there. However, this is how my brain works. It is a four-day work week for everyone in America. Amen. Are we really halfway there? We still have a couple hours, I think. Right? I know. I know. Here uh, it is. Fine, Buzz just, Killington. <laughs> did you just use that because Brian Holt, our production, our producer, here, okay, our program doesn't director, like you using that. Does not like for you to use that. It sounds, zip. It sounds outdated. However, I will say in this one instance, it right totally here, made sense. I think it totally it made totally sense. Totally I, I liked too. it, Justin. I really liked the production you did there, Justin. Yeah, I, Thank uh, you. Did our producer just Do dare I say produce? <gasps> what? What? What does this mean? Justin, you're an icon. Oh, he got another one for and an applaud for himself. Wow. Oh my god, Justin, there's listeners. This is very aggressive with the clapping. Uh, my ears are bleeding. Okay. Okay, you give him one compliment. Well, he plays every sound on the board. Give him an inch, he takes a mile. You give him an inch, he takes a flight to the south of France. <laughs> oh god, here we go. This is why we can't do anything. the show. Anything. Justin, and at any point, he'll turn his mic on. He'll say something that doesn't make sense. He'll play Are You Insane? That's a lesbian. He'll do all Are the you things. Insane? Yes. Are you insane? Are you crazy? Cool, great. I think all of you Judge should be Judy, you asked for it. Judge Judy's probably <laughs> right around the then corner somewhere. Then he'll play the red dress when we ask for Lizzo's new song, or, which is absolutely not what we asked for. He's Look, he's gearing up to Justin, it now. If you all could see. He'll end the show with splits on trees because mm-hmm. no one will know what we're talking She's about. saying a lot of things right now to try to confuse him. <laughs> He's trying to memorize all of them in order. I could see him. His, his wheels are turning. Well, Daddy, if you wrote things down, you, you'd be able to... <laughs> <laughs> That's not the biggest burn of all time. All right, I don't know what it is. Uh, I guess we should do the show. We're a blast. We are a blast. Has anyone ever tried <laughs> to get mad drag you. <laughs> you out of the closet? That's the question we're asking in about 13 minutes. Uh, Lance Bass. Uh, I was talking about a time where he was almost outed while he was one of the most famous people on the entire planet. Um, is it ever okay to out somebody? Never. It's an age-old question. I'm going to out you, Michaela. I'm going to out you. I'm going to tell people what you're into. What Some am I into? Some weird stuff. Some really weird stuff. What, like the burrito I got that literally is the size of a baby? Well, you're practicing motherhood. Yeah, with, so, with through a burrito. Yeah, there's a new breakfast spot downstairs that is Obsessed. I'm now currently eating the best breakfast sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. So I want to get back to that. So right. in order to do that, i got to put Michaela to work. It's time for News on the Beat. What do you have for Go us? Go off, girl. Okay, well, out transgender celebrity and first-time political candidate Caitlyn Jenner has found herself in hot water after a catastrophic interview exposed 
just how unprepared she is to become the governor of California. Jenner, who is running in the recall election against California Governor Gavin Newsom, expressed support for Texas's atrocious new law that bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected before most women even know they're pregnant. Um, I am for a woman's right to choose. I am also for a state uh, having the ability to make their own laws. Um, and so I support Texas in that decision. That's their decision. Um, I'm okay with that. But as far as being a woman's right to choose, I don't see any changes in our laws in California in the future. Uh, Jenner also <clears throat> went on to say uh, that she tried to defend her previous support for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis handling of the coronavirus pandemic while offering up a lackluster defense of his disastrous performance. After bumbling through her answer, she concluded with the deep insight, to be honest with you, I've been so into California politics that I really haven't followed it that closely. That's 100% me. That would be like if I was a politician. I'm like, you know, I said some things. And uh, now really I've just been focusing on myself, my career at Celebrity Big Brother. Like, that's what she's doing. Just running for governorship of the the, the, the most powerful state in the entire nation. Yeah, just. psycho. All right, let's get into some weather. It's going to be uh, 88 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, 90 in Miami, it's 63 in San Francisco, 81 in Baltimore, uh, 75 in St. Louis, 88 in Cathedral City, and also uh, it's going to be a high of 109 in La Quinta today, so uh, be careful. It's still hot out there. I love La Quinta. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I do too. All right, give us a vibe. No one has ever become poor by giving. Amen. Be generous. Be generous. All right, coming up, a major celebrity is recalling the time someone tried to out him. Is there ever a reason that you should out somebody? We're going to discuss coming up next. Dirty pop. I'm going to tell you, Michaela Gordon. So, I loved all the boy bands. All of them. I know that's shocking to you and all of our listeners right now, but NSYNC was probably my favorite. One time, NSYNC was in Columbus, Ohio, and the night before, my roommate Katie and I decided to go down to the Doubletree uh, Hotel and wait outside because we heard that they were going to be going to sound check and we were, their bus was parked outside, so we thought we'd see them all as they walked outside. This is, didn't go very well. We stood there for an hour or so and then decided to go inside to the bar because we could still get a, a good you know, eyesight of the, of the elevator in case they yes. didn't come down. We sat at the bar, spent way too much money. We were broke 20-something-year-olds. This was 20 years ago and barely old enough to drink, had no money in our accounts. Were you doing Smirnoff Ice? Probably. Mm-hmm. But not even those. It's probably Zima's. Uh, hold on. I'm going to get to... Probably I'm, Zima. Pro- okay. I'm going to get to this story, but I want to say this. Justin, can we mark this? Yes. I had a conversation the other day with a friend of mine who... What trashy drinks you would drink before or shortly after you were 21. Mm-hmm. And it was such trash. Yep. And can you drink it now? And no the way. answer is never. Zima with a Jolly Rancher. Oh, you my God. dropped a Jolly Rancher in to make it fa- taste like a flavor. So, uh-huh. we run out of money. We go back outside, and we hear their moments away, right? I had the hugest crush on Justin Timberlake. I got nervous because you know how I get nervous about things? Yep. And I said, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, and we left, and we never met them. I went to their concert the next night. Security ended up letting me stand front row, and I let Justin Timberlake sweat all over me at the Crew Stadium 
What did your face look like? I know the audience can't see, but I'd like to know what it looked uh, like. I, you can imagine uh-huh. what my face is. It's similar to a climax face, I'm sure. Okay. That's probably how I looked. <laughs> I was so thrilled. So thrilled, in fact, that uh, we were there with probably a dozen people in a group, and we were all dressed like the, the Spice Girls, oddly. And uh, my boyfriend broke up with me because he thought I was trying to cheat on him with Justin Timberlake. Okay. Little did I know, one of the members of NSYNC at that time was actually gay and struggling with his own demons. Right? I should have been focusing more on Lance Bass. Okay. Out and proud now, but wasn't the case back then. And in an interview with Vulture, uh, just recently he was reminiscing about his days as a boy bander. Uh, the 20th anniversary of NSYNC's album No Strings Attached, which is the tour I went to. I said it was about 20 years ago. Um, and how he was almost outed uh, while he was a member uh, of NSYNC. Uh, he says, listen, uh, it was a big day for him because it was the first time someone asked if he was gay. This day that this happened, he said, Chris Kirkpatrick sat me down and said, hey, dude, are you gay? No one had ever asked him that up to that point. It was his own bandmate who asked him. Yeah. Imagine being on the road 24-7 with these guys uh, and so afraid to be your authentic self that you don't even talk to your your, your closest <clears throat> You know, friends at the time. Yeah. I mean, I've been able to have a few. I've interviewed Lance a few times and he's spoken very publicly about what it was like being gay during that time. Also, what it was like with his bandmates, also with his parents. Um, And everyone was really cool with it. But it was definitely a time where you just hid your sexuality because, you know, I I don't know if this changed the dynamic of his career. But I remember when Ricky Martin first came out. Oh, a and thousand me and my grandma, He talks about it. Yeah, yeah. Me and my grandma were obsessed with Ricky Martin. I mean, we were living La Vida Loca. I was, okay? shaking, I was shaking my bonbon we were everywhere. Everywhere they would take us. I'm going to shake it right now while shake you talk. It. Go off, sis. Two Justin Timberlake. Amen. Amen. And then I remember when he came out gay. I don't know if it was my grandma or other people that were like shocked. I think I was shocked too. I was mm. like, oh my God, but we were in love. Every man I've also ever had a crush on is gay, so I don't know what that says about me. But he, uh, it totally changed his career. Yeah, well, yeah, and he, he talks about that a little bit too. He said he asked himself, he says, I don't know, could that be the end of NSYNC? You know, just his bandmate, because by that point, a lot of people were asking. And it was another six years or so before he actually came out, uh, before he let anybody know. You know, and obviously he's he's pivoted towards a very successful career as an entrepreneur with his husband, Michael. Um, uh, they are the owners of Rocco's in West Hollywood. They're getting ready to open the spot with some other people across the street. It used to be Rage, the nightclub there. Um, he's done well for himself. They've got, a, you know, twins. They're expected uh, twins through surrogacy in October. So just next month. Um but that's very real. To, to And I've interviewed Ricky Martin, and um, he's talked about that. Not with me, but he's talked about that, you know, at when he came out, it was a very, very different situation. Yeah. But because of people like Ricky and Lance Bass and others, and Todrick Hall, to more 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 current, uh, are we able to have people like TJ, TJ Osborne or Lil Nas X? Like, I know they're all in different genres, but the industry is the industry. And pop culture is pop culture. Well, it's funny because uh, I think it took all of those people. I was thinking about this the other day. I have tattoos, but the tattoos used to always stand in my way in auditions because that was like primarily not the thing to have on my arms, visible tattoos. I have the littlest tattoo in the world on my wrist, and my mom said you'll never get a job because of it. And that was the, that was the thought but process that was back the, then. But that was yep, the truth. Sure. And so I have decided now at 33 years old, I want to finish my sleeve. I made the appointment the other day. It's gorgeous. And I'm going to have like a full sleeve. You don't look a day over 32, which, by the way. Amen. I'm almost 35. Um, <laughs> Skipping 34. But I I was telling my bandmate that yesterday. And he goes, oh, yeah, I love your tattoos. Uh, 
why didn't you ever finish your sleeve? And I was like, well, it wasn't cool back in the day. Like you couldn't book work having a sleeve. And he was like, oh, that's weird. And then I was thinking it was like the Ruby Roses. Now that you'll book made more work. Yep. More, you'll book more work with the yep. tattoos and being your authentic self. But it wouldn't have been the case if it weren't for, remember when Ruby Rose did that huge thing where she was dressed up, all covered her tattoos, and then she slowly starts taking off her wig mm. and her lipstick and her makeup, and it reveals this tattooed body, and it's so cold hot. Um, that's besides the point. She started booking, yeah, and then it made room for more people. And listen, this is back in the day. I understand why Chris Kirkpatrick might have asked him privately. I do appreciate that he did ask in that way. They were friends. It's mm-hmm. sad that, he, that Lance had to lie to him. Uh, and just for the record, it's never okay to ask somebody ever never on that yeah it's never okay all right uh coming up oh my god this has been a conversation for like ever in this room ouija boards Uh, are they dangerous are they real i believe all right we're gonna talk about it next where'd you find the spirit board more like it found me do you know what these things do contact the dead you don't know spirit boards have two stages contact and release saw my grandma use one once and she thought it was cool too Till the bad spirit came out, burned her house to the ground, and took half her face off with it. There's three of us. You want to find Madison? Witch up. Oh, Ouija boards. These are controversial. I could not bring one into my home and stay in my relationship with my fiance. That's how serious he is about these things. Yeah, it's serious. Interestingly enough, not though, turning down the lights, Justonian. Come on. So Ouija boards, actually, as we as we approach ha- Halloween season, I can't believe that's happening. If you've paid any attention to your TV set or to Starbucks drink menu, you know that the fall is very much here now, right? Amen. Labor Day has been gone in the past for two days now, and now it's Halloween time because there's nothing really oh, exciting that happens yeah, in September. Also, you can't wear white <clears throat> pants anymore. I mean, they well, used to say that. If you live in Southern California, you can. I mean, care. I'm just saying, like, the fashion rules used to be you can't wear white pants you after know why Labor that, Day. Do you know why that is? No. It was it had to do with class systems. That what? only the wealthy were expected were allowed to wear that after Labor Day. Oh, shut up. And the poor and the middle class were not allowed to differentiate. Oh, my God. I want everybody to wear white pants now. Fancy. Make the rich burn. Hey, fancy pants. Literally. So the yes. Ouija, Ouija board, interestingly enough, 130 years old this year. Right. There are some sort of controversies about how this actually got started, but the original, as far back as we can trace, 130 years, uh, and they were sold for a dollar fifty at the time. They used to be wooden boards, and the idea was, you know, one of two things. And this is how people usually look at Ouija boards. They usually think it's demonic, and it's an absolute no, or it's a spiritual awakening and connection to the other world. Right. And it's an absolute yes. Or the third option I'm going to present to you is, could this be a way to actually unlock bits of your subconscious? Okay, here's, And maybe it's not good or bad. Okay, here's the thing. Where I'm channeling right now, no, but, no pun intended, <clears throat> remember the movie Now and Then? Yes. Christina Ricci? <laughs> uh-huh. We talked about her twice today. I know. Okay, Now and Then, there was like a similar situation that happened, but they were at like a, a graveyard. I will say, I believe in Ouija boards. Lisa, my partner, had a crazy experience with a Ouija board. Ooh, sure. I feel like it's, well, I don't really know it. She just told me that oh, before I went I on air. that crazy. I know. Maybe she'll call in. Um, she told me, though, that it was, like, real. I think that it's uh, a good thing, mm. and I think that there's a responsible way to do it if you want to, like, speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like you should go to, like, Master Seppi, my Reiki master. Like, I'm not going to do it on my own in my living room with me and Rocco. Mm. Who knows what I could channel, and I do think it's really powerful. Well, you know, even Mary Todd uh, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife, 
Um, people at the time talk about her and still to this day as being kind of crazy and kind of out there. Um, she was into them. She used to conduct seances in the White House after their 11-year-old son died uh, back wow. in 1862 during the Civil War. And it's interesting because this thing started to happen right before the, the Civil War in the United States that was going on around the world. It's called spiritualism and this need to understand more and to connect. And so the thought process is that somebody really just decided to create this game, this wooden board, to cash in on that sort of spiritualism that was sweeping across the country. Mm-hmm. The Ouija board, oddly enough, I did not know this until just today, really took root in Ohio. There Everything was, comes out of Ohio. It's the, heartland, it's the heartland of America, my home state. And apparently there were groups in the state of Ohio that really got on board with this. And people started thinking, wow, this is an opportunity to speak to the dead, to talk to those in the afterlife uh, and a way to connect. And so Ouija boards became a thing. When I was in probably junior high, we were at my friend Leah's house out in her garage, mm-hmm. lived out in the country, and we did a Ouija board. And we, it's, it was like working and it was weird because like nobody it was like, okay, nobody's moving this thing, right? Like what's happening right now? Cause something does happen. Something strange does happen with the Ouija board. Yeah. I don't know if it's demonic. I don't know if it's God. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just nerves in your hands that are actually just moving the thing. And it, it's, it's light enough that it moves around. But at one point the light started flickering in her garage and we're like, okay, this is insane. Who's doing this right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, me, I'm always an eternal skeptic. I want everything to be scary, but I also have to look for, like, the logical reason why it's not. Right. Nobody else was home. There were, like, five or six of us, and mm. all of us were sitting at the Ouija board. So I was like, what has happened? Nobody's in the house right now. Our parents aren't here. That's why we're at their house. No, it's real. So what was going on? I don't know. But Listen. it scared the living daylights out of Okay, me. well, here's the thing. If you don't believe in it, that's okay. But like I said earlier, I go to Reiki, and a lot of people do. And when you go, it's just to, like, this is a very LA thing, what I'm about to say, but a lot of people will do it now, Reiki's especially in the spiritual real too. world. Yes, and when I go, she, like, cleanses my energy. She takes off, like, any bad vibes. But why would you think that there wasn't, like, spirits or other things available to you when you literally can walk into a room and be like, oh, this is not a good vibe? Well, that's that's the thing. You can meet somebody without them saying a word you know. Yes. Also, on the flip side, I dated the guy years ago, and it was the most, like, electric experience. We were across the room. I literally saw him. We locked eyes. It was one of those movies, move, like moments out of a movie. Yes. And I walked up to him, and, and I literally could feel his energy. And he, the first thing he ever said to me was, do you feel that? <gasps> and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, and like, you energy? did. I go, absolutely. But that's why you get goosebumps. That's why sometimes when something happens, mm-hmm. you get goosebumps. Like, I believe in another world. I really do. But I also believe in being very responsible about it because yep. you can bring you bad ready, honey. vibes, honey. Ouija boards are real. Yeah, they are. Let's get one. Okay. Okay. We have to keep it at your house, though. No. I'll get, I'll, listen, my fiance will leave me. I know, Rocco. He doesn't have any thumbs, but he has paws and he'll do it while I'm not home. <laughs> your dog? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back to the morning beat. It's almost time for what's popping. And Nikayla has uh, an interesting uh, bit of audio from one of my favorite queer actresses on the planet. Uh, but first, I want to uh, talk to you about something really cool we're doing. And, you know, talk has the power to save lives. So you can join Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. Now, this is a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in the music and sports industry uh, who are offering insights on uh, some and also getting insight from some of those respected mental health professionals uh, as we strive 
strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. We have to do that. We've got personal stories from Willow Smith, Justin Bieber, Shakira, uh, Normani, Billie Eilish, and so many more. You know, this year has brought a lot of challenges, uncertainty to many of us, um, but you're not alone. It's okay to not be okay, uh, in the words of Demi Lovato. Um, so join us Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. For more information, visit imlistening.org. You know who's very much okay? Tell me who. Raven Simone. That's so Raven. So Raven. Her. You know, Raven's home. Raven's home. I heard she was. Love that. Love it. What do you uh, got? Okay, well, this is great because uh, Raven Baxter, the iconic and hilarious main character from Disney Channel's early 2000s sitcom, That's So Raven, has a sequel coming, Raven's Home. Oh, it's been out. It's out. It's, it's been out. out. It's, it's been yes, out. Yes. Who's not out is Raven Baxter, the That's character. That's right. That's right. Because when asked, uh, uh, when asked during a podcast, uh, Raven, mm-hmm. sitting with her wife Miranda, was asked if there was a possibility that Raven Baxter would be uh, coming out as lesbian. And she had a response. She said it actually started back in 2017, this conversation. Take a listen and then we'll discuss. You know what? There was a conversation before the series started and I was asked the question, would you like Raven Baxter to be a lesbian? And I said no. I said no. And the reason I said no wasn't because I wasn't proud of who I was or I didn't want to represent the LGBTQ plus community in any way. It was because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. And there was no reason for me to change the human that she was in order to fit the actress that played her. And Raven Baxter is a character that I was proud to play, even if she is straight. (laughs) Cisgender, I don't mind. Let her have her moment. You know, I love that answer because I think there's still a lot of representation for Raven sitting down during a Pride podcast with her wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, just seeing that is enough. Uh, And I love that she's not going to change the narrative to fit her personal story. I love, listen, I love her. You know, I love the show. Uh, Like you said, this on the Pride podcast, they're in the same network I'm on, which makes me super proud uh, to be a part of that conversation. Um, And she came out on her own back in 2014. So it makes sense that in 2017, when the show was coming back, they would ask, my partner has watched every single episode of oh That's God, a Raven like and Raven's Oh my God, I feel like this is Emil's favorite show. We, well, uh, I, about July through August, we were going through a kick where every day I would go home from work and one of the two shows was on. He watched the entire series so far. I got the chance to work with Raven a few years ago on Access Hollywood, and she is one of the kindest, most professional people you'll ever meet in your entire life. Love that. She's just sweet as can be, and, and to live so authentically. It does bring up interesting questions, <clears throat> though. We talk about non-queer actors playing queer roles, but here's the flip side of it. You have a queer actor playing a straight role, and and I'm okay with it. I am. But also, as a community, we just have to be open to that conversation because people are going to have thoughts about it. I think that in the past, there's just been no representation, and I think that we've seen cis people play cis people, and we've seen cis people play queer people. And I think that if we're asking for equality all around, I think it's okay if we have gay people sometimes playing uh, straight roles. We did a story yesterday that Billy Porter would never play another straight role again. I disagree as a lesbian. I'd love to play a straight role because it's versatile in my acting abilities. And I I think that's the point of acting. All right, well, coming up, Paula Canny joins us as Britney's conservatorship finally ending. We'll discuss next. It's finally about to happen. Britney Spears. Spears. 
could, could be, be free. free. Stop, Stop copying, copying me. me. Okay. I know that Brian's in a staff meeting right now, so I can do it. No can hear me because I won't get in trouble. You know, we're also our Brian is our, our programming director, by the way, um, and so she only is on her best behavior when he's listening. Now that he's not, I'm a well watch, watch out, out people. We okay. okay. <laughs> this is it just job. the Wild West now? I know. This is my job. I get, yeah. This is what I do for a living. Like, at what point do I get to become an adult? I'm just curious. You're you're decades away. I thought I was there, but here we are. I mean, I am almost 35. Yeah. Our top story this hour is Britney Spears becoming free from her father. So, that's how things are going. Listen, it's better than hurricanes. Yeah, it better is. Better than insurrections. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better than wildfires and pandemics. Listen, so. this world is so difficult, honey, that copying you is the joy of my life right now. It pleases me. Well, I'm a lot more fascinating than you and a lot more, more fun, fun in many, many ways. ways. So oh. I, can I can understand, understand that. that. <laughs> How about some news on the beat? Uh, um, Michaela's, Michaela's a big moron. A moron. <laughs> and actually, I just made you call yourself a moron. Wow, that was easy. I love this show. Do All right. Job. I am out transgender celebrity and first time political candidate Caitlyn Jenner has found herself in hot water after a catastrophic interview exposed uh, just how it exposed just how unprepared she is to become the governor of California. Jenner, who is running in the recall election against California, Governor Gavin Newsom expressed support for Texas' atrocious new law that bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected before most women even know they're pregnant. Um, I am for a woman's right to choose. I am also for a state uh, having the ability to make their own laws. Um, and so I support Texas in that decision. That's their decision. Um, I'm okay with that. But as far as being a woman's right to choose, I don't see any changes in our laws in California in the future. Now, Jenner also tried to defend her previous support for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' handling of the coronavirus pandemic while offering up a lackluster defense of his disastrous performance. After bumbling through her answer, she concluded with the deep insight. To be honest with you, I've been so into California politics that I really haven't followed it that closely. Unable to stop herself, Jenner continued her mouthy meltdown by uh, calling out illegal immigrants. Uh, While some immigrants are undocumented, people cannot be illegal. And that was the last straw for CNN. Uh, They were not happy with her. We're not happy with her. We don't want her. Why do we keep calling her a celebrity? I don't know, but I'm going to (laughs) stop. Yeah. No. I will stop. I'll stop Dumpster fire. Yeah, I agree. All right, another news. President Biden is set to deliver a major address tomorrow on the next phase of his pandemic response. Sources familiar with the speech tell CNN, while officials are still finalizing specifics, the speech is expected to touch on schools, private companies, and requirements for federal employees. Climbing COVID-19 case numbers, and particularly the increasing proportion of cases reported in children are causing many health experts to worry about the outlook as the school year gets underway across the entire country. But Dr. Anthony Fauci said there shouldn't be a big uptick if we do it right. Meantime, 13 school employees in Miami have died from COVID-19 since August 16th. The Florida School District and local teachers union said among the 13 were four teachers, one security monitor, one cafeteria worker, and seven school bus drivers. All were unvaccinated. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. 
90 in La Quinta, uh, 88 in Cathedral City, 79 in St. Louis, 64 in Seattle, 64 in San Francisco, 79 in New York City, 68 today in LA, but it will be a high of 84, and 90 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the duh. No one has ever become poor by giving. Something on your Instagram you want to share with us, Michaela? No, I was getting my weather mixed up with my Instagram. <laughs> Why don't you mind your own business? I, I can't. You put Watch it on, my, you put you it on, on the mic. mic. Wait, Michaela, you're getting weather from Instagram? <laughs> no, the apps were mixed up. Can I live? Can I be a human? Can I, I have a tough day? Okay. <laughs> I'm not as good at it as you are. And listen, I've perfected this. This is how yeah, I used to get myself out of trouble. You're not good. Justin, Justin, you can't. Justin, this is literally 15 years. Yeah, that's a mumble. This is 15 years I try. of practice. I could do this to anybody. I did it to my parents when I was in trouble. Justin, you're really bad at it. I know. I know. It's, you're not. It's okay, honey. It's it literally, I I got this down to, to a T. It's how I get myself out of trouble. Okay, coming up. It looks like Britney Spears' father's finally grown a conscience and attorney Paula Canny will be joining us to talk about freeing Brittany after all. You're listening to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for hanging out with us as always. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. Uh, right now though, uh, we are joined by our favorite in-house attorney, Paula Canny. Paula, thank you so much for well, joining us. Good morning. It, my good favorite morning. radio people in the oh. whole world. Yeah, give us a round Listen. of applause. Give us Yay. a round of applause. Justin, give, give us, us a round, round of, applause. of applause. Hit that button, Justin. Hit that Paula button. Paula said are her favorite. We're her favorite. I mean, come on. It's I a mean, big deal. That is. Okay, because Paula's well, a wild woman. There's nowhere to go That's down from here. You. So uh, that was the segment. Congratulations. Thank you so much, thank Paula. Thank you. Have a great awesome. rest of your day. I love just getting clapped for. Listen, That's awesome. Listen, listen, listen. I do... I was going to say, make a joke about loving the clap, but that's an old joke. I don't know if anybody's going to get it. I don't know. No, I don't. No, I don't. Um, I will say this, though. The next time I'm in San Francisco, we need to get together because I think, Absolutely. I think, or the next time I'm down there. Yes. It's so fun. Because we think you're wild and we love We're everything about with you. you. Now, this is Thanks. the moment, though, that we've all been sort of working towards for all these months. Uh, yep. The free Britney moment. Is it finally here? Her father has petitioned to step down as her conservator after 13 years, saying it might no longer be necessary, essentially. Um what does this mean? What What are the next steps? Well, the next steps are it's uh, all a filing. And actually, it's more than just I don't want to be Britney's conservatorship. He's actually filed to terminate the conservatorship. Altogether. Altogether. Oh. And that's pretty crazy. And remember, with conservatorships, there's two parts to it. One is the conservatorship of the person and the other is the conservatorship of the estate. The person is, you know, your personal decisions, where you, you know, where you live, what you eat, who you hang out with, and then the estate is all about the money. And so, so much of this has been about everybody saying, yo, it's all about the money, because her dad was making a lot of money. He made more money as her conservator than she got as an allowance. And that's pretty crazy. I mean, he made a lot of money. So I think why he filed to terminate the conservatorship is, one, I don't think she fits the criteria. Britney Spears is not gravely disabled. No. She knows what she wants. She can express her wishes, her desires. So she's not gravely disabled. Again, I mean, the more remarkable thing to me is that 13 years ago, she basically signed away all her rights, and then it continued like this for 13 years. 
The next court date is September 29th, and the judge will make a ruling about whether or not the conservatorship will continue. My bet, guess, whatever you want, my prognostication is that on September 29th, the conservatorship should terminate because there's no legal reason why Britney Spears is still being subjected to a conservatorship. Well, it feels very odd to me also because I think that this has just been such a whirlwind of information. They wanted to, they didn't, now he did, now he will. I mean, if all goes well and he does end all of this, could Britney be free with by Christmas? I mean, what's oh, the yeah, best no, positive? I think she'll be free no, by, by September 29th. Yeah, on that I day. Mean, part of the reason why I think her dad filed to terminate is because, remember, Britney Spears was able to name her own attorney a couple months ago, and this lawyer has been far more aggressive in advocating for her. And this particular lawyer, a guy named Rosengard, has filed all these pleadings saying Jamie Spears has misused his position as conservatorship of the estate to benefit himself instead of benefiting Brittany. And he wants to take his deposition and he wants to do an accounting and he wants all this sort of financial accountability. And so I think Jamie Spears's legal team thought, uh-oh, maybe the move is if we move to terminate the conservatorship, then there's no legal basis upon which to continue to try to take a look at what is going on. I mean, I think Jamie Spears is wrong on that because I do think uh, Britney Spears' attorneys get to go back and look and see how much money was taken. And there was also, you know, the back story is that at one point, I think Jamie Spears offered to step aside if he was paid $2 million. Come on. And Such a so, jerk. Right. Ew. It's all so crazy, you know, extortion. Well, it's not, I don't want to be accusing, I don't want to be slandering anybody, but there is an argument that that wasn't a reasonable basis upon which to step aside as the payment of money. And uh, Brittany's lawyer pointed that out. And so then this is what happened, that he just petitioned to terminate it. And the crazy thing uh, also about this is, to end a conservatorship, there are a couple different ways to do it. One, the conservatorship, the conservator, on behalf of the conservatee, because he stands in the shoes of the conservatee, can petition the court to end it. The conservatee can also petition the court every six months for a rehearing on whether it's necessary. And when that rehearing is denied, then the conservatee can file a petition for writ of habeas corpus. And the interesting thing about all this is, Actually, I don't think Britney's attorneys have ever filed a petition to terminate her conservatorship. So who cares how it gets to that point in some ways? Uh, But I think that that's got to be the point that it's gotten to. There's no way that Britney Spears needs a conservatorship. There's just no way. Uh, Paula Kenny, we appreciate you so much, as always, for joining us. And we hope to have you on to continue this good news. And hopefully by September 29th, we'll have a free girl. Yeah, uh, I'm so sure. Much. I'm sure she's looking forward to it. And I'm sure there'll be lots of, you know, fancy legal machinations to sort of 
abdicate responsibility for Jamie or insulate him from liability from from Brittany. But yeah, that's what's going to happen next. Amen. Or suing, but she'll be free. All right, well, I'm going to go Google machinations and we'll see you next week. Okay, later. Love you too. Love Take you, care. Paula Caddy. All right, coming up, uh, Red, White, and Q, Ryan Basham joins us to talk about whether marriage equality could be in danger due to Texas abortion laws. Coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 